Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. This is the CRM Archaeology Podcast. It's the show where we pull back the veil of cultural resources management archaeology and discuss the issues that everyone is concerned about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the CRM Archaeology Podcast, episode 251 for November 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Chris Webster. On today's show, we talk about those bingeable shows and podcasts that will take you through a long day in the field or the lab. So don't forget to renew your Netflix subscription because the CRM Archaeology Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the show, everybody. Joining me today is Heather in California. Hi, everybody. Andrew in California. Hello, everyone. And Doug in Scotland. And daughter. Doug and daughter. Doug and daughter. Sorry. Again. Lone wolf and cub. Yep. Lone wolf and cub. Yeah. So uh, so today we are going to uh, keep it a little bit light and we're going to talk about Doug's topic today. So I'll just throw it over to him to have him introduce it. So Doug, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So this is uh, the box set slash podcast episode, which is, yeah, we all do it. You, you know, sometimes it's on the way to a project where you have a 12 hour or 11 hour or eight hour drive. Sometimes it's, you know, just actually your commute every morning. Um, you might have an hour or two or three or four to get to the, the your site. Maybe it's to the office and maybe you're just like working in the lab and you need something to listen to. So this is our episode about like, what do we find are good like box sets for like TV for also like, you know, evenings when you're getting done with the field and you just want to zone out and watch something. What are the, your go-to shows and, you know, what are your go-to podcasts for either when you're working out in the field or the lab? And of course, health and safety first, you know, obviously no, doing nothing dangerous that requires you to be able to hear. But when you're in those instances, what is it you guys listen to? Chris, if you don't mind, I'll throw it to you first. Well, you know, regarding podcasts, I'm probably not the best one to ask that question, to be honest with you, because most of the podcasts I listen to these days are Archaeology Podcast Network podcasts. And I'm not saying that as a plug. Uh, I'm really not. It's just like as, you know, the founder and, and owner of this network and somebody who hosts three of the shows, I listen to every podcast as they come out usually on the day or within that week anyway, that they come out just because it's almost a quality control thing. I want to be able to give feedback and pointers to the hosts, but I also learn quite a bit. You'd think that editing most of the shows, I'd be able to listen to these and and hear them, but I'm not listening for the content mostly when I'm editing them. It's a different mindset when you're doing an editing job. You're, you're really listening for the vocal crutches and you're listening for, you know, misspeaks and things like that. When somebody, you know, we try to clean that stuff up to make the flow just better. We don't edit for content, but we just try to clean that stuff up. So I actually learn a lot. Uh, and the shows that I don't host, like Archaeo Animals, I don't know anything about zoo archaeology. So I listen to that and I really get a lot of good information out of that. Heritage Voices, again, I'm not an ethnographer and Jessica, the host, is. And that's kind of her perspective on how she interviews people. Uh, but it's not just about ethnography. It's about all kinds of things. And 
The Life and Ruins show is just entertaining. Carlton, David, and Connor, they do a really good job. On top of that, Andrew, uh, one of the hosts on this show, has reignited the Pseudo-Archaeology podcast. So, uh, again, I didn't want to really, you know, <laughs> highlight the APN on that as like a commercial, but that really is most of what I listen to. Now, when I'm not listening to that kind of stuff, and because I actually have quite a bit of time, especially right now, we're moving quite a bit in the RV because we're just like making our way across the country in like two months. But that means we're moving like every weekend. And so, you know, I've got a lot of driving time and I listen at 2.25 is my my usual speed that I listen to podcasts at. I, I've increased it from two. Two and a half is just almost too fast, but 2.25, your, your brain really gets it. So I can listen to a little over twice as many shows in the same period of time. But I listen to a lot of podcasts on podcasting. If you're interested in that at all, School of Podcasting, Podcasters Roundtable, um, The Feed by Libsyn, there's a, there's a few others. And then when I'm not listening to those, I tend to listen to more... I guess, business-focused podcasts like um, the Jordan Harbinger show and some of John Lee Dumas's podcasts and, you know, a few others, Tim Ferriss and stuff like that. Some of the popular ones that are more like business and professional development type stuff. So if you're interested in those type of topics, then that's great. I, I see podcasting as a, as a learning platform and a way to get things. I, other people listen to podcasts in part as entertainment because they want to escape just like reading or watching a TV show, which I totally understand. True crime is pretty popular right now. A lot of people listen to true crime stuff. I just, I don't know. I feel like if I'm spending my time doing that, if I have to spend my time driving, for example, then I want something that just keeps me engaged, keeps my mind learning because I'm not able to work. I'm not able to do anything else. I want to be able to make that time productive. So I listen to something that advances my knowledge in one way or another. And I start with APN shows because I, I try to listen to those on time. Then I usually move to podcasting shows because obviously I'm a podcaster and, and I want to be better at it. And then uh, and then I move on to like business and, and professional development and stuff like that. So from a podcast standpoint, that's my go-to. I can maybe talk about TV shows a little later, but if, if we're maybe covering podcasts now, I'll let somebody else go. Well, I'll be honest, we may have to jump to TV shows because I don't really listen to podcasts. Like, you don't um, even listen I'm, to this show. Yeah, I, actually, no, no, no. This is I, I occasionally like try to catch up on on the episodes I miss because it is, like you say, Chris, it is actually kind of nice to like listen to podcasts. You can learn quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I just like I unfortunately. I'm not very good at multitasking. It's good to recognize that too, right? Because if you're yeah. not, then you probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I used to be able to do it. Like, you know, I'd go out and just dig a trench and like, you know, you're doing a one by one by yourself and you just need to get in the zone and go down and it's yeah. fairly repetitive. Yeah. I, I, I can do that sort of multitasking, but like, I can't like set a podcast up because now a lot of stuff I do is digital. So like yeah. I really need to be paying attention to what I'm coding or what I'm video editing or something like that. And of course the video editing is tough because I and also need to yeah, listen to the audio and stuff. So I don't actually have a lot of time to do podcasts. So other than like trying to catch up on old uh, CRM podcasts, I, I got nothing as my go-to. Well, I, I agree with you too. I, I do a lot of, most of my work these days is done online and I'm doing different things with, you know, different client projects and stuff like that. And I actually can't listen to podcasts when I'm doing that kind of stuff either. It's mostly while I'm driving or like, you know, going on a walk around a campground or RV park we happen to be at or something like that. But when I'm just like heads down on a, on the computer working, it's usually like some sort of fast 
music. I wouldn't say quite techno, but something that's just like get your get your energy going and keeps you up. I call it my get shit done playlist. And uh, <laughs> it's just something that gets me going. So that's music. I, I can't hardly listen to podcasts when I'm doing stuff like that because I just need the brain space for it. But looks like Andrew's got his hands up. Yeah. So thank God I'm here because I'm shallow unlike the rest of you people. <laughs> so um, stuff I listen to on podcasts, like I love the Rob Lowe podcast because Rob Lowe just talks about like kind of current movie stars and what they're doing or whatever. And he just sort of chills out and it's lighthearted. Nice. Plus he he's cut. He's coming at you from the Santa Barbara area, which I kind of know because I went to UCSB. So I know the like streets he's talking about or whatever. So I like that one. Um, I like the moth. I mean, the, there's the moth radio hour, but they also do their stories as a shorter podcast. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. I like Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Conan O'Brien just interviews funny people. You know, why not? I like the serial podcast, which is one of those true crime ones. Mm-hmm. That one's yeah, really. That's that's the like if you want the serious in-depth, you know, multi chapter story. That one's really great. And then right. I mean, there's always your various news of the day. I like the Barry Weiss. I think it's called Honestly podcast it just like takes on the news of the day but whatever yeah i i'm somebody who kind of puts those on in the background or when i'm driving you know and uh i i think they're fun and lighthearted. yeah yeah well i was just i mean the media was uh, you brought up something there chris with like music and stuff um i think we might as well just expand this out to the full range of like what what's the media that you use when you're when you're doing archaeology mm-hmm. um or out in the field or you know after after a long day and you're in the hotel or motel, depending on how you've or tent, depending on how you've been set up. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, Chris, what's what's this uh, music you're listening to? Britney Spears well, I mean, hits. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I like anything. I, I don't really care about the genre, so to speak, because, well, I guess I do care about the genre, but it's it's more I don't really care about the style of music within the genre. I just like stuff that is. You know, when I'm trying to work, it's stuff that's like fast when I'm when I'm not trying to work and maybe I do just want to relax. It really is just kind of lighthearted, you know, hits kind of thing, you know, stuff I know, you know, 80s, 90s, stuff like that. I just something that is I don't have to think about it. And it's like feel good music, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's kind of the way I see uh, since I'm not going to be on the other two segments, I got to leave early. It's kind of the way I see TV shows, too. Like we have some of the things that we watch, like the whole, you know, right now in October of 2022, as we're recording this. Obviously, we've watched House of Dragon, you know, from the Game of Thrones series and then uh, the Lord of the Rings series that came out. We like that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like just watching TV in the evening, I know my wife likes a lot of drama, but I just like if I'm literally not going to work while we're sitting watching TV, which is rare, I just want something that is funny. I prefer a comedy, you know, and and Mm. I just want to. I just want something that either is familiar to me and I like that like from the past or, or something new. That's fine. But I just like comedy. That's how I like to relax. I just can't sit there and chill with like a heavy drama that I really got to pay attention to. Cause I really don't want to pay attention. I focus so much throughout the day and I've got meetings from midnight yeah. to 2 AM with my European clients right now. So I've got this break in the evening where I literally, if I'm not working, I don't want to think about something. I just want to sit there and laugh <laughs> or not pay attention to it. <laughs> what are your go-to uh, shows for that? 
Oh man, I don't even know. Like we like Friends a lot. I mean, call me basic, whatever you want, but we're big Friends fans. You know, Seinfeld. I love Frasier mm-hmm. as far as classic TV shows go. Yeah, yeah. I'm from the Seattle area, so it's nice to watch Frasier and and kind of see some, you know, some old Seattle references. It's nice and and comfortable. I like old comfortable shows like that. You know what yep. I mean? Um, just like good, a Big Bang Theory. That's a go-to favorite to just pick up in any episode within the series because you really just can do that. Um, like Seinfeld and stuff like that. You can just pop in and enjoy an episode. <laughs> and you don't need to think about it or start from the beginning or something like that, especially if you know it. So those are kind of the old standbys. And then I don't know there's lots of comedy movies that I could probably name off, but I'd have to look about you guys. You know, I I am the same way. I am not a TV person. And I my my husband always jokes like really what we we watch TV at the end of the day and in bed. And it is Mm -hmm. I literally will fall asleep as soon as it turns on. So he's like, you know, like at sometimes sometimes, you know, he's kind. And of course, you know, it's a discussion. What are we going to watch? But he knows in the end, he's the one who's going to be watching it. So right. not me, because I'm out like a light. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but for me, I if I have TV on, if I have it on when I'm walking and working around the house or working at home, it's it's the old standbys. And now I'm really going to date myself because some like murder she wrote is my comfort, nice. comfortable <laughs> show nice. or Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey. The one problem with Downton Abbey, because I'm a huge Downton Abbey fan, is I will get mm-hmm. sucked in no matter how many times I've seen it. So I don't always, <laughs> I won't, I'll do, that'll be a work around the house thing to watch that not a work watch because I'll just be, I'll, I'll be watching it more than working. And then like for music, I, at when I'm working at work, it's, I have like a playlist for my lab work and a playlist mm-hmm. for when I'm writing. To me, John Denver and Murray, the Carpenters are my when I'm writing because I can have that and it just makes me happy. Those songs, I don't feel like I have to sing along with them, although I do like doing that, but I can write and still listen to the song. When I'm yeah. in the lab, it's Pitbull, Eminem, ACDC, Alt Journey, you know, and so it's kind of a completely different genre but mm-hmm. so, you know the hype them up type mu- music yeah for me and for podcasts i you know i listen to this podcast um i'm usually on but i definitely listen if i missed it and i listen just to you know just to be critique of myself and wanting it to be better i de- i listen to Barry Weiss too andrew <laughs> i love her That's great. and one you know if i'm ever looking for something that's a new podcast. My son is pretty good in suggesting. And there's one right now that I really like called Healthy Gamer. And he's a psychiatrist that kind of started with, you know, helping people not be addicted, I guess, to to gaming. But he touches all different kinds of topics. And he has guests on that he's just, you know, Mm -hmm. he doesn't say this is like, I'm helping these people really, although I really do think he does. But they understand that they're you know, going to have this conversation with the psychiatrist and the people are, are going to listen, but it really touches on some, some pretty common issues in society today. And, and it's, I, I love how he handles things. So that's a newer podcast. For nice. Me. Nice. Well, I will just 
wrap this up this segment with a with a quick comment here first off heather you reminded me downton abbey is great we love it too <laughs> yeah. we, we watch that and and we watch the movies and and we watch the the show and it's all good but that reminded me because i don't know why i forgot about this because literally last night we watched like three episodes in a row of uh the the current season of the great british bake-off because i i love that oh, because it yes. is light-hearted Yes. It's not like serious drama like American, yes. you know, even American like cooking shows are. They're, they always yeah. have to put some weird competition on it and right. and they're all like mean about it. But these guys are just nice. They're genuinely sad when somebody gets kicked off the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you learn something. You learn something about baking. And it's a, that it's just, I don't know, it's fun. It's really fun. I and do enjoy that. Lighthearted. And yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. So. And oh, and if you have it better. <laughs> right. And if you haven't watched it, we also watched, I think there was only one season, but the, the British uh, Pottery Throwdown. That Ooh, maybe there's two seasons of it. Yeah. It's very similar to the baking show, but with pottery. Okay. And it's just it's it's just really good in the same sort of vein. Hmm. So I all right, think with there's that, going to be yeah. another season at least because they've one of the uh, museums in Stoke uh, upon Trent, which is a big pottery place, massive yeah, that's they do pottery it. production, closed down recently for filming, which ah. People got a little, why are they closing it down? And they're like, oh, but it makes enough money to keep it open for the rest of the year sort of thing, as people exactly. explain. So that happened maybe a couple of months ago. So I would say unless, unless I'm pretty sure this has been on for a while. Yeah, there's going to be another season at some point. Nice. Well, it's only come to the U.S. market, I think, the last couple of seasons. So, hmm. And I think it's another show that Netflix has kind of bought and, and ignited for the U.S. Oh, my wife is telling me off off screen there. It's uh, HBO. <laughs> so um, no, if you've got that. HBO, that's where it's at. No. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So with that, I think let's go ahead and take a break. Just so everybody knows, I won't be on the next two segments. Doug is going to take over hosting of the show. And we will uh, I will personally see you in a couple of weeks. And, and the rest of them will see you on the other side of this break. Back in a minute. Bye, Chris. Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Well, welcome back, everyone. And actually, I was just thinking of um, some of the stuff that you guys had mentioned. Well, Chris and Heather had mentioned about like your music and sort of like going on tempos and stuff. I realize I'm actually quite different in that, like, I, I've never actually been able to have. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, duty calls. I need to put shoes on a doll for my daughter real quick. Um, <laughs> well, I'm doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say um, you can multitask. We we believe in you, Doug. You uh, can yeah, do this. you can do this. You can, you can tie a shoe at the same time. Focus, <laughs> uh, guys. That was that was a whole last segment. I said I couldn't do two things at once. <laughs> I, but you're proving yourself wrong. Uh, no, it's just this mad dad skills. I just got done really quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to say, I'm probably, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe you guys are a little different as well, but like, I I don't actually, you know how like people have like workout mixes and like mm-hmm. you know, high tempo, that's where you throw in your heavy metal right. sort of stuff or, you know, your, your, your more hardcore rap or whatnot. I actually don't, I don't know, maybe because I have like no beat whatsoever in terms of like my wife is 
chronically embarrassed by me and my inability to sing or hold a tune, but I can pretty much like listen to any music and it doesn't actually have to have a tempo to it for what I'm doing. So I end up just sort of listening to the most random range of stuff when I'm doing work. And I actually like a few weeks ago, I, uh, I refound my old um, iPod and it, it was it's it's a weird experience. I don't know if you guys have, if you could find yours buried or, you know, um, mm-hmm. if you want to go further back and uh, mix tapes and your, your CDs and pull those out as well. But it, it was an interesting experience to be like, yeah, man, like uh, the music of my youth, some of it was like, it just, it was amazing. It holds up like Modest Mouse, uh, Bone Thug, Thugs and Harmony. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you're like, some of the stuff you listen to, you're like, oh, Actually, it's not that great. <laughs> um, no. it, it was a very surreal experience I had recently. Um, and I'm still having because I, I'm, I'm using it now for uh, my workouts and stuff, and basically just put it on shuffle. Right. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a bit humbling. It's been nice to know that, like, yeah, I did have some good taste back th- back in the day, but also sometimes I'm just like, ah, it was a popular song, but it shouldn't have been. No, but that's okay. And and what I found, what I do with the with the music stuff, and this really helps, I find, for archaeology in general and sort of field projects. I make I make the equivalent of a mixtape, you know, on my iPhone, and I do it every semester. So I have like fall twenty one, spring twenty two, and I do a summer one too. So I have three a year. And what I do is I just make a I put a list on there of like 20 songs that I'm currently listening to. So it's a cool mix of like old stuff that I like with with recent stuff. And that's the soundtrack of that experience. You know, that's the soundtrack of, oh, we were working in the field. And then it brings back memories. Yes. Totally. Great. It's the only way to roll. I've been doing it. I've been doing it for years. I used to make mixtapes when we would drive down to Belize or whatever. (laughs) And so it's I, I recommend it to everyone. Just make it yeah. make a mix for yourself. You know, however it works for you twice a year, three yeah. times a year. You listen to it and you're right back to sitting out there in the middle of the desert in that CRM gig. You know what? Where you forgot your rain. I love code. that. That's yeah. great. I for me, it's similar because I still had these memories. But to make it myself, although that's going to take work on my part. But mm-hmm. uh, (laughs) so we're on spotify the family and my kids make up they're 18 and 21 and they make up their you know they're listening whatever their soundtracks is like you know like what we did with mixed tapes and Uh and so i just steal those (laughs) right And, and you know and it's um you know it's a reward after teaching over the years them good music because it's not just the you know they really like the old stuff Uh, my son goes from you know like the 40s 1940s all the way up to current and so it's a really fun mix of of music and it's good music and so at least to me it's good music so that's usually what i use but in they mix it up quite a bit so but i love that option with spotify is you could just you know pick other people's you know music lists and and not right. actually do the work <laughs> you can use somebody else's mixtape basically you can yeah. pop in somebody else's mixtape yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. i see uh doug you got something yeah I was, uh, so i was actually have some questions on stuff so like i'll be back in the day most of my music basically just came from my friends where i'd like go over it on like an evening and we just like burn cds and then 
you know, I'm just a little too young for you guys and your cassette tapes, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it was that, and then then you know everyone went digital, and then you could just you know rip everyone's music off of their iPod, their their lists and whatnot. And then now, yeah, I, I, I sometimes just sort of do random Spotify. I don't know if Pen. Well, I when we moved, you could no longer get Pandora, so I don't even know if Pandora is even still a thing. Because it's, it's not something you could get over in the UK. Random sort of listening to the radio and now like Amazon, like, you know, you can ask for like, give me a, a rock and then, or alternative rock or rap or, you know, you can give it a, a sort of a genre and then listen through and you skip like every other one because not all of it's great. But yeah, how do you guys how do you pull in your music or have, have, have you, are you frozen in time with high school and anything? <laughs> um, like uh, there was something where I've seen something about how, like basically they say like a lot of people's tastes are made in high school, but I kind of find like, yeah, I like music um, from my childhood, but um, also uh, some modern stuff's not too bad either. Yeah. You know, I think for me, I enjoy learning about new music from my, from my kids and actually from people that work that I work with. You know, they'll play something. I'm like, oh, I like that, you know, and I usually just kind of lean on the people that I'm with and when they're playing music and. Yeah, and um, I, I'm basically a classic rock cake with a frosting of like modern stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's gotta if, be good, though. Right. A typical yeah. mixtape, you know, for me is like a lot of Van Halen because Van Halen mm-hmm. with David Lee Roth is my favorite. And. I enjoy guitar stuff. I, I have a bunch of surf guitar stuff on it just because I, I dig that kind of stuff, you know, I, but I'll throw anything in it. Uh, Rolling Stones, Indigo Girls, you know, it's just a it's just a funny mix. But then and then new stuff. And like Heather, you said, it's fun to learn from your kids. Like like my yeah. daughter will bring stuff up and she's 14, you know, and I'm like, oh, hey, this is pretty good. So, you know, right. dad has, you know, uh, one or two new things in his classic rock world. Yeah. That was what my dad did. And I just kind mm-hmm. of, not that I intentionally did that, but it just, it was, a, it's a fun way to expand your music interests and, or podcast interests or TV shows, right? Yeah. The Summer I Turned Pretty is a show that my daughter loves. Huh. And I got into it. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then there was another show. I can't remember. Um, ah, It's a show. Of, it's a, it's a younger show, but you know, that for me as a parent, I, I love to share with them. And, and so that's how it kind of opens up my listening repertoire and my watching repertoire. Mm-hmm. No. Did you guys, when you were out in the field, did you ever have a uh, site radio? Obviously like you can't do it when, you know, you're on watching briefs and, you know, stuff like that and heavy machinery and stuff. But uh, sometimes people just take out sometimes even just computer speakers or whatever speakers yep. Yep. plug in. I mean, well, uh, actually, I mean, when I started out, yeah, it would be cassettes and then CDs. And then, um, mm-hmm. yeah, now it's everyone's phones. I've done that before with, with fields. There are certain instances we don't do it. And that is, you know, if we're dealing with burials and stuff, just out of respect. But for, in general, we do play music. I've had, I haven't done it for a while, but used to have where everybody kind of contributes some music. And I, I think, I understand people having their own music, but I really think, it turns out to be a very sterile 
and non-collaborative environment when everybody has their own earphones in their head. Yeah. And that's just me personally. I want either I want people talking and I'm not going to like dictate it, but that's how I prefer a field environment to be where either people are chatting amongst themselves and have music in the background rather than having the earphones in their head and everybody's closed off to each other. And, you know, to me, if, you know, if you're doing STPs and you're kind of hopping around and you're not working with another person and you're separated from each other. Okay. But I just don't think it's as fun. And I, I think it really yeah. impacts the collaborative environment of the field work. Yeah, I totally agree. What what we do is the the students are really great. So if they're working out at the side or whatever, one person gets to put the music on their phone and they get to put their phone in the bucket because the bucket. Yes. Oh, my God. That's so you know? funny. So, so who the gets the thing. bucket? You know, <laughs> and that's really fun. You know, oh, it's my turn for the bucket. You know, it's just <laughs> I, I love it. And like you're saying, it adds a real like community aspect. Everyone's having fun. Everyone's interacting. Yeah. You know, who gets the bucket next? And you learn about each other mm -hmm. when you're listening to other people's music. You're, right. you're really learning. And yeah, I, I think I just don't like the earphone thing. It really, you just, you can tell a completely different environment. Right. Yeah. And I love the bucket thing. That's a really good advice. I use the same thing. And I don't know if maybe I learned it from you. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I just learned it from like the earth. I don't know. It's like one day I knew yeah, so of I the bucket like, thing. Oh. I don't yeah. have a speaker. Let's try this. And yep. it works great. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wait, sorry, guys. I'm I'm lost. The bucket thing? You, like, stick, the, you stick the phone in the bucket and it, it amplifies the sound. Yeah. Five gallon it bucket. It makes it louder. It's like a speaker. Yeah. Like plastic, metal. Yes. Um, plastic. What does it matter? Plastic. I, 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 I it probably does matter, but plastic works really well. Just regular old yeah. Home Depot uh, orange bucket. Put the volume all the way up, stick yeah. it in there, and put it in the middle of the field work, and you'd be surprised. It's not yeah. as good as a speaker, but it works pretty well. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, we – you're talking hard plastic, right? Yeah. 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 Now, see, in the UK, I mean, there is some, but they tend to use a lot, like, a, a soft plastic bu bucket. So, I'm not sure if that would work. Oh, I'll have interesting. To, I'll have to see. It's worth a try. I think. I think it will. I think it wouldn't make too much difference. Yeah, well, it, it's it's real like it's um, there it's basically like if you replaced a, a basket, like a soft yeah. woven <laughs> basket with, with like the plastic. So I I feel like for my limited physics class, uh -huh. it shouldn't work as well. But right. I don't know we'll have to give it a try. But it might just be the idea of it's in sort of a cup thing and it angles the sound, you know. Yeah. So you should yeah. want something absorbing the mm -hmm. the sound. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's why the hard plastic is nice. But, you know, if you don't have it. You yeah. do what you, you know, use what you do have. Right. Do you guys, do any of your projects still do radio? <laughs> or is it all people's phones now? For my, in my experience, it's like all people's phones. Yeah. 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 To tip for the most part. And, and now, like if I'm listening to radio, a lot of times it's on my phone. <laughs> That I'm listening right. to, like I have the app for that radio station on my phone. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when we, f yeah, first doing lab work when internet radio and you could like pick up a radio station from like South Africa or something like that. Right. And we did that for a couple of months because it was, That's it was cool. different. Yeah. And then we just kind of went back to the, I think the regular radio after a while. I, 
Because it, it, it was, you know, early day. Well, okay, it wasn't early days of the internet, but it was early days of radio on the internet. Um, and so you got some really eclectic things just because it was the people who did it as opposed to like there was actually a business case and everyone was putting up uh, uh, stations. Well, guys, with that, shall we end this uh, segment and then come back and talk about TV shows? Sure. Sounds good. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm just going to jump back a little bit to something Chris had said in the first segment, which was about like, he likes certain comedy shows that you could basically just turn off to. Um, and, you know, I have a couple of those. I figure I'd just share and then I'll throw it out to Andrew and Heather to see which ones you guys have. But I'd say like some good go-to comedy ones that I like that I can rewatch. So like, and it helps, uh, you know, sometimes it's more actually when I'm doing work, I could just put something on the background as well. Ones I like, like a really good sort of light one that I think was really funny um, was Chuck. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. No. I I cannot recommend it enough. Like it, it's it, obviously like it was a, 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 a time where it's closer to like the sort of older city sitcom, not high budget sort of things. But it, it, it's a very light people doing good not taking itself too serious, but just pretty general. I think it walks a nice line between it does have a few serious moments where you get to connect with the characters and feel emotional, but it's not like, say, I don't know, like a, a Big Bang where there, there's never really a, a serious, well, I don't know, I, I stopped watching after a couple of seasons, but there was never actually a really serious episode. But um, yeah, I'd have to say like Chuck is a pretty good one for like comedies. Parks and Rec, I also like as well. Um, if I'm recommending things to people, uh, one of those ones where maybe you skip the first season, I kind of feel like there's actually a lot of a lot of TV shows I recommend, but I'm like, yeah, guys, you should watch this. But just like start in season two after they've kind of figured out everything and got their got their footing. Right. Um, I, I find that with a lot of shows, it, it takes a little while to really actually sort of develop characters, and it, it's it's really weird because you you watch a show and like the first season usually has nothing to do with what develops after. Like they, they decide to change characters and um, there's usually like, they put in a lot of conflict for some reason. I find in a lot of like first seasons, even of comedies um, where people like hate each other, but really you're looking for like that, those ultimate more friendship ones for the sort of relaxed. Uh, but what, what other shows do you guys have for your sort of zone out comedies? Ooh, zone out comedy. I, Recently, I really liked Murders in the Building, but that's not even zone out exactly, but it's funny. <laughs> Although it's uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short, but it's on Hulu. So I, I and I do think as we talk about this, you know, the new world of where shows go, it's going to depend what if you're out there in the field, you know, what you have on your phone. Like, oh, man, I have HBO Max, but I don't have, you know, pick another. You know, I don't have Hulu. I don't have Disney. You know, so it's going to depends but 
I like murders in the building. I think I like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso was pretty funny. That's that's a fairly new one, which I believe is God. I can't see. I can't. Amazon. Yeah, it's, uh, Amazon. It, it's Amazon. Yeah. Well, so also like murder in the buildings. I like as well. But um, we we get it on Disney over here. Yes. I, it is also one of those things where uh, it, it's it's a bit tough sometimes. Like there'll be like. American shows that we can't just get, we have to sort of pirate online or we just have to wait for like six months mm-hmm. and then it comes to one of the many bajillion streaming services that, it's, that are out there. Right. But yeah. So yeah, guys, I mean, I think Amazon's universal for all their shows because mm-hmm. they want to be, they want to conquer the world, but for most everywhere else, yeah, um, it's going to be all mixed up. And I'm sure like people right. in Canada don't have the same yeah. platforms. Exactly. So maybe we'll just go with the understanding that, Hey, these are all on all different kinds of platforms. You know, it's just stuff that we tend to like, but yeah, that's about, that's about what I have for comedies. It's, it's funny. I, I as I made a, a, my list of stuff, I tend to, watch i'm i'm kind of a dark person that's what i've learned <laughs> you know i think that people have it's turned that way i mean in the, in yeah. the 80s and 90s like m- most of the tv shows were more the 80s were were comedies yeah. even if they were just family sitcoms they were still you know with comedians and mm-hmm. so i i that is kind of you know that's when we grew up so that's right. kind of what's comfortable for us i have for me, I like stand-up comedy, so I don't really. I do watch, like I watch. I lo- I really like Seinfeld and kind of the old mainstays. I like Dip and Dyke Show, the old oh, old. Com- I know uh, it's really old, um, and yeah. I'm not that old, everybody. <laughs> but but I was raised by my by my grandparents, and so my style. I think I kind of, it kind of skipped a generation. What was being imparted to me by my by by parents was my grandparents. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, I've just kind of I stumble across. A, goes into my feed or different com- comedians, new comedians, and some I like, some I don't like. And this, my new one is Sebastian Maniscalco, I think is how you say his oh. name, but he's a very like New York. Uh, he really plays up the New York and I love my, my husband's from Philly and he's very Philly <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's a very funny guy, my, my husband. And, and so I like that. And this guy's hilarious. I mean, he's just, he just really plays up that that East Coast New Yorker and just that view of looking at life from that lens. And so I think he's hilarious. So for me, it's more of a stand up comedy thing that mm-hmm. I listen to or watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense from. It's funny, as I look at my list of darkness, like I realize that I, I do like you do, Heather. A lot of times I'll watch TV like at night, you know, but but yeah. I, I want something sort of chunky. So if, if I'm out there like. You know, staying at the Motel 6 in the middle of nowhere on my monitoring job that I'm on for six months, you know, I think at the end of the night, what I would want to do is like, go go back to my hotel, take a shower and then watch something like Breaking Bad. Like Breaking Bad is yeah. my favorite show of all time. It's one I've watched multiple times, you know? Yeah, and, it's and also, good. How oh, about sorry, do you, you like want- the Saul one? I do. I do like Better Call Saul. That's a great Better show too. Saul, but thank you. Yeah. Breaking Bad too, like, like the the awful hotel that's in Breaking Bad where like yeah. all the hookers are in the map. It's I, I was on a CRM there. gig 
<laughs> yeah, well, I was like, I <laughs> stayed at this that. hotel. Yeah, <laughs> so you can you can sort of have a closeness Relate. to it. Well, no, yeah. I've actually been to that hotel. I mean, that this that so that show has helped like my life so much being in like a foreign country because uh-huh. people will be like, "Oh, where are you from?" And then like you know, after we get past that whole like Canadian American, I'll be like American, um, right. and then they're like, "Oh, we're in America." And it used to be like New Mexico, yeah. Which then people about thirty percent of the times got confused and were like, "Oh, Mexico? Yes, yes, I've mm-hmm. I've been to Cancun." I was like, "No, not that Mexico." Um, <laughs> but thanks to Breaking yeah. Bad, I can be like, "Yeah, you know, his high school. That was my high school." Well, wow. literally, they they filmed the outside of the the high no school. Way. Oh, it right. was the, the high school I went to, um, but the inside was filmed at a different high school. But yeah, like so. Actually, I've th- that uh, that the the Hooker Hotel is on Central in in Albuquerque. Yeah, so the, I I I've, so I actually really like that show as well. Mm-hmm. But it has also helped my life like to no end. Being able to be like New Mexico, you guys know Breaking Bad, and like ninety percent of the time people do. Sure. Yep. And yeah. um, it helps so much to be able to explain where yeah. where I'm from. That's um, awesome. But Andrew, when do you I'm want in, to? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, when I'm in a hotel, my thing is I, I'll watch channels that I don't, I'm not willing to pay for at home. <laughs> so right. but I, I like to flip through. And for me also, I think I go through stages of interest. Like when the queen passed away, I was into all these, you know, royal shows and explaining about the royal family and everything. It just kind of went down that hole for a little while and that was right. fun. And and then, you know, you have like during December 7th or Veterans Day or whatever, and you get all the World War II shows totally. and then, you know, I'll look at the history. And I just, I love history. I can't get enough of it. That's just my thing. So. I was actually, I was just about to ask uh, Angie to take us yeah. to the darkness, but oh, um, yeah. before that, I was actually going to see, so, I mean, with smart TVs now, we also watch, like, a lot of YouTube. Because mm-hmm. you, you now have, like, content makers who do a pretty decent job of, like, going through Wikipedia and then turning that into a video. Um, I exaggerate a little bit, but not much. But, yeah, there's, there's some good ones on there that, like, I enjoy, we sort of enjoy as a family, which are, like, uh, The Company Man, um, which huh. he basically just looks at the history of companies mainly in the u.s um yeah you you just find out some really random stuff and then you also kind of figure out why like certain hotel or restaurant chains you never see anymore um it's because they went bankrupt or got bought Mm. out and stuff like that but yeah his is pretty interesting there's a, a show that's like three levels of cooks which is like your amateur cook you're sort of semi like your 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 cook who likes to actually cook and like a professional cook um and you see them take one dish and make it three different ways and that's that's pretty nice and i I mean there's a lot of deep dive ones on on shows like you know what happened with uh this person's career what happened with this tv show or this movie pretty good um and i mean we used to watch at least like it was like honest trailers which, uh, you know, yeah. only like two minutes, but um, yeah, they're pretty good, but they kind of went downhill. But we watch a, a new one, which is like Pitch Meeting, which is this guy, and he plays both characters, which is like the uh, script writer or the person pitching and then like uh, a movie exec. And they, they just sort of make fun of movies. He's like, 
and they, 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 they point out like um, obvious plot holes in, in the stuff. And they're like, are we going to address that? He's like, nope, moving on. And it's just kind of funny stuff like that. Um, I enjoy. Right. Now, you know, on YouTube, I just watch Kinkella teaches archaeology like all the time on <laughs> Endless Loop. That's why Loop. you have so many views. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah, that's all me. That's all me. Uh, just all constantly. No but yeah, no, I, I love I, I love the YouTube thing, too. We, you know, it's fun to go down any rabbit holes on stuff you really love. Like I, I like working on guitars. So I watch like guitar videos all the time. Yeah. I probably do that a lot. But um, in terms of bringing bringing us to the darkness. Darks. Yes. Um, yes. Everybody's uh, waiting. I would say yeah, <laughs> waiting with bated breath. We are, <laughs> Heather, you already brought up some of the war movies. I, I, I have watched band of brothers like yeah. 10 times yeah i've watched the pacific like 10 times ah. and these are these are series that have like 10 episodes and they're yeah. they're they're like historical i mean they're they're very historical i don't even want to call them historical fiction i mean they they right. talk about the real people in these instances <laughs> and yep. i just think those are amazing if you want a real deep dive if you like i love the Vietnam War by Ken Burns. Oh, that's like, yeah, I've it's watched like, part, dude. Yeah, it's like a ten-parter. You know, this is one. Each part's like an hour and a half, or however yeah. long they are. But good Ken God, Burns that will great, though. Yeah. that will shatter your soul. The yeah. Vietnam War, and yeah. especially you know, so many of us still, like my uncle was in Vietnam. You know, mm -hmm. I I know people who were of that era and had those personal yep. experiences, and just when you have seen personally what that can do to shatter a family, yes. you know, you're like, Oh my God, the Vietnam yeah. war is a masterpiece. Uh, so that, that's my, my, my true sort of darkness kind of stuff. I would yeah. also just recommend on my list, mad men, which is a, a really kind of show. You know, the fifties. You don't like mad men? No, actually this is a, a huge fight between my wife and I. Well, she's she, right. She thinks it's it's the greatest show that's ever existed. And She's correct. <laughs> they I say really you're correct. Like I like yeah. the show. And it's funny oh. that, she, that you don't like it and she likes it. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh. And, and I have to say on top of it, I, I also have a film degree. So I was a double major in archaeology and film. So anything I say is correct. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. No, Mad Men is the second greatest show of all time behind Breaking Bad. See, I, I, it's weird. I can agree with I can agree with your first choice. Yeah, but that second, no, man. Yeah, like, you got it. You got it. She's tried. She's tried so many <sighs> times to explain how, how great it is, right. and I'm just like, I, like I, I can I can I can enjoy a nice slow show that sort of builds and yeah. has a little tension here, and and so I just it, it didn't mm. I couldn't I couldn't. This I couldn't. reminds me. This reminds me of. So I watched 19, either 1886 or 1883, whatever the show is that's yeah. like the prequel to Yellowstone, right? Yeah. I loved it. It went a little squirrely at the end, but I really liked that show a lot. I related to it. I have a, my you know ancestors that, that took that exact same route and everything. And, and so I've done some genealogical research on it and really enjoy, you know, seeing these kinds of things. And it was, I felt like I was watching my great, great, great grandmother do this right but then i watch yellowstone and no matter how hard i try just cannot get into that show and everybody loves it and i'm like uh it's just it's too slow that's so funny it's, i just can't get into it it's, yeah i feel it's, bad but it's i just but it's okay you know, was, it's okay i was gonna say i have a dark thing too uh-huh so we got 
uh, I've mentioned it a couple of times. We have a sailboat. And I bought a sailboat and did not know how to sail. So so my husband is actually not that a big fan of water, which is kind of a problem. But he was very supportive of me buying the boat. And so he'll go out and party on it. It's his party apartment, but Mm -hmm. he won't go out in the water with me. And he has this like deal that he makes me watch these uh, boating disaster shows. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) So. We and now I've actually started enjoying them. And so that's what we watch a lot of times is what's like whatever kind of show, a documentary, any kind of weird show, a movie, anything that depicts what the worst things that could go wrong while you're out in the seas. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so that's our dark. That's that's our dark watch. Oh, that's (laughs) great. You know, I have I have one more that is archaeologically adjacent uh, a show that i love it's called reservation dogs and it's oh. it's young people on the reservation and i i, I just think yeah. it's a fantastic yeah. uh, the scripts are great like it, it's it's so current you know and when you work in in archaeology and you work with native groups so often too you will get a bunch of the in jokes which is really really fun you know uh, from the archaeology side of things so that that show is is killer so funny. It's a, it's funny and, and, and tragic at the same time. It's a, I, I can't recommend that one highly enough. Reservation Dogs. Yeah, we just finished it. Um, and actually, it kind of felt a bit like it was really nice to watch a show that sort of felt like home because, you know, mm-hmm. um, where I was at was just basically surrounded um, by reservations. And uh, yeah, there's some jokes I'm pretty sure people just won't understand. Yeah. And probably have to like. I'm sure there's websites that will tell you everything you need to know about it. But that is a great show. Mm-hmm. I have to ask if, like, a brother. He's a friend that's like a brother to me that um, lives on the Navajo reservation. And I wonder if he's watched that. I've heard of it though. I haven't seen it. It's it's actually brilliantly written as well. Um, and huh. it's um, all native cast, all all native writers, all native <laughs> crew, I believe as cool. well. And yeah, it's it's a it's quite a. It's quite a great show. It's great killer. Show. Super yeah. creative too. Like just, I, yeah. I, it's one of my faves. I was actually going to say like, if, if we're doing semi archaeology adjacent, um, and this is probably <laughs> my shame show, but you know, a show I really could enjoy and just put on the background, any of the Stargates. Like, like I, I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew. I know you, you got the uh, pseudo archaeology uh, <laughs> podcast, um, but I, I can just like turn off like all that nonsense and just yeah. enjoy it as a, a sort of light, fun um, sci-fi show. Why not? I what's so funny is like people might think that because I do the pseudo archaeology podcast, I'm totally cool with all that stuff. I'm I, I, I'm happy to enjoy that kind of stuff. You know so what I mean? Ad- and as long as you admit. That what yeah. it, it is, what it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. As long as it's not on the history channel, you know, <laughs> shown as this is the truth. No, I right. love that kind of stuff. I love it. Picking fun you know? of itself. Yeah. yeah. I, so I have to, it's not archaeology adjacent, but I have to, like, these things are starting to pop in my head. It's been a little while since I watched it, but I went into this. So I'm a hockey person. Actually, my first career was in hockey. So Letter Kenny and Trailer Park Boys. Those are if if you like hockey, it, it talk about something that's like self-deprecating, really funny from somebody who understands hockey. It's still a fun. They're fun comedy shows. They're Canadian, but those two shows I love, and I could watch them over and over again. It's a great way to bond with like Canadians if you just mention Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. just are like, oh my god, you're How my best you know friend, eh? Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. uh, and you just gotta be like, how about those uh, trailer park boys? And then, yeah, you, you've made a friend for life. Right. Uh, do you guys have any other of your sort of guilty pleasure uh, shows mm, before we wrap guilty this up? Pleasure. Guilty pleasure. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure, Andrew. I, I open up about Stargate, and then you're just like, "Oh no, no, I'm, I'm good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a guilty i mean like i could watch those over and over again i don't care what people say about it those are just pure fun right so i guess indiana jones would be a guilty pleasure dude that's yeah no i love all that kind of stuff like i'll watch whatever you know like oh um uh i watched that boat show like on the mediterranean whatever it is the um below decks below there's a guilty pleasure below deck mediterranean that show is horrible but but I I put it on like while that's when I put on while I'm doing work, you know that's just like a bunch of young people on on a boat, you know, and it's like all the shenanigans, like oh my god, yeah. I can't believe that Christopher is sleeping with Elise. It's that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. oh, is it like okay? So is it like uh, what's the um the housewives like yes. spinoffs? There's it's been. That. What is, oh my gosh. Okay, this is a really funny story. Really, really quick. I promise. <laughs> so, so we were, um, oh my gosh. It's a spinoff from Vanderhoofs and it's about a bar and it's Sir, Sir. It, it's the show is called Sir. Anyway, I think it's still on. But anyway, it's a reality show. And we went in and my husband's like, he's from Philly and we had just, he had just moved here for us to be together. And he's like, let's, um, let's go there. It'd be really fun. So we go there and it's literally, I mean, it's in the height of the show and the place is packed and it's right by the Abbey, which is a, a gay bar in, in LA. It's very close to it. Anyway. So we, we walk in and it is literally, there's 15 people back from the bar or more maybe. And so I go up and I'm like, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. So anyway, so I go over to this guy wearing black, he's kind of a bouncer or whatever. And I ask him, say, Hey, how do I get in there and not have to wait? You know, he goes, he looks at me and he looks at my husband and he says, no problem. Don't worry about it. And he goes and sits us at the best table in the house. And I'm like, that's really weird. You know, like all these people. And he literally clears this table off and has to sit down and we're sitting there and Stasi and uh, uh, Jax are the two like main characters. They're like work. They're serving us. They're at, they actually work there and we're like blown away. So this was right after the uh, Kings won their first Stanley Cup. And my husband uh, works for professional hockey leagues, or at the time he did. And he had a all-star ring, like a big all-star ring that looked just like the Kings championship ring that the players wore after they won. Mm -hmm. And the whole day, the whole night, we were like literally being waited on. We had free drinks. We were waited on like king and queen. It was so weird. And then all of a sudden we realized they thought we were part of the king's uh, organization, I guess. And anyway, so that was, that's a guilty pleasure. Are those kind of silly, like, sir, um, right. sir, or uh, desperate housewives, just right. like train wreck. You have to yeah. watch them. And, and actually, for me, those are guilty pleasures because I truly can tune out and do my work for a while because it's OK. You miss half an hour or whatever. Yeah. You know what's happening. You know, And it's just yeah, it's just fun, uh, yeah. fun nothingness. <laughs> right. So to so, somewhat end. Sorry, just thinking about our conversation. So a great show that was cut down in its prime. And by prime, I think I only got like a season. I really hate when like great shows do that. But totally. did you guys ever watch uh, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? No, no. never. Oh. Heard of it. 
Uh, well, because it only lasted don't like a season. Trust yeah. Well, it's it's don't they scratch that? Don't trust the pitch. And, yeah. Oh. And uh, but I think because it was on network TV, they scratched it out. So it's don't trust the bee. Um, okay. In apartment twenty three, absolutely one of the best comedies. It was great, but there's um was an episode where, where the main character, well, one of the main characters, Chloe, who's uh, the girlfriend from Breaking Bad. Oh, Jesse's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, who also Jessica became Jessica Jones. I, I can't remember the actress's name. But like, the, the, she decides like every Halloween to basically destroy someone's life. <laughs> and one of the people, they do a montage of why she chooses these people. And one of the people she destroys, decides to destroy their life is like, this guy's just like, what? You've never watched The Wire? Let me sit here and tell you why this is the greatest TV show in the world. Sorry, it just somewhat reminds me a little bit of our conversation there. Um, I I love that moment because you you do get those people are like, what? You don't watch Mad Men? Right. (laughs) And and I just say The Wire kicks ass too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note, do you guys have... This has been a lighthearted, fun one. There you go. Thanks, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, I think we'll, unless you guys have any last last shows you want to throw out there for our listeners to 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 watch, to listen to, to I don't know. At, at some point, I assume we're gonna have like some sort of chemical reaction thing where you can experience the show. Yes. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any last last minute ones before we we bring this to a close? No, no. I've truly nope. debased myself by admitting to below deck Mediterranean. So you know, I'm, yeah, so- I'm good. I was going to say, Andrew, like there's guilty pleasures and then there's like guilty pleasures you don't tell people. I know. Um, <laughs> Why didn't you text me before to stop me? I did it too. I admitted to watching <laughs> Desperate Housewives. So, and sir. So, yeah, yeah. guys, I, I, come on. I, I threw out my like, you know, semi okay <laughs> one to be, um, <laughs> it's what you were supposed to do. I know. Oops. We don't mind being vulnerable. That's okay. Yeah, that's right. Hold back, Doug. Whatever. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, I, I was vulnerable. I told you guys how much I hate uh, um, Mad Men. Mad Men. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably not, that's probably gonna get us like a lot of angry emails. Yeah. Probably more angry. This is probably gonna get us more angry emails than anything we've ever received. Just like, Absolutely. And, and Doug, let me like tell you why <laughs> Mad Men is the greatest show. <laughs> Are you thinking? That email was from me. By the way, that was me writing that to you. What kind of archaeologist are you that you yeah. don't like Mad Men? What's a human Obviously being? a good one. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yep. with that, I think we'll bring this episode to a close. That's it for another episode of the CRM Archaeology Podcast. Links to some of the items mentioned on the show are in the show notes for this podcast, which can be found at www.archpodnet.com slash podcast. Please comment and share anywhere you see the show. If you'd like us to answer a question on a future episode, email us. Use the contact form on the website or just email chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Support the show and the network at arcpodnet.com slash members. Get some swag and extra content while you're there. Send us show suggestions and interview suggestions. We want this to be a resource for field technicians everywhere, and we want to know what you want to know about. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week, and thanks also to the listeners for tuning in, and we'll see you in the field. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you guys next time.
This episode was produced by Chris Webster from his RV traveling the United States, Tristan Boyle in Scotland, DigTech LLC, Cultural Media, and the Archaeology Podcast Network, and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Come.